and welcome to another episode of Behind the Stigma. Thank you so much for joining us today and taking the time to listen to this episode. I'm your host, Yara Minova, and we are back here with Alina Vasilake, the podcast clinical psychologist. And in today's episode, we will be talking about the feeling of guilt. So from a cognitive point of view, guilt is an emotion that people experience because they've convinced that they've caused harm. The thoughts cause the emotions and the emotion of guilt follows directly from the thought that you are responsible for someone else's misfortune, whether or not this is the case. We'll be covering how guilt impacts our lives, the difference between shame and guilt, and how to free ourselves from it. Alina, welcome back. Thank you so much. Very happy to be here as always. I'm very excited to talk to you about this, as I know a lot of your core work revolves around dealing with guilt. And I think guilt is a very common feeling in us, but it isn't talked about as openly as, for example, anxiety or fear. But it's an extremely important emotion, as it can be very painful for us. So I want to kick off this conversation by asking, how can we look at guilt as an emotion? Where does it come from? I'm very excited too about this topic and I want to thank you very much for bringing it up actually because it's, um, as you say, people do not know how much guilt um, can impact our lives. And actually, in my work, I always say that my biggest enemy is the the guilt that people carry sometimes for their whole life. So, okay, you're asking me uh, where is guilt coming from? Guilt obviously is unhappy, is an unhappy feeling, um, and you experience it because you think you've done something wrong or because you've done actually something wrong. Um, however, it's a very negative emotional experience. And, um, also what adds to its negativity is the fact that people tend to keep it a secret most of the time. Mm-hmm. So they don't easily share the guilt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, coming with serious, serious consequences on the mental well-being of the people and physical. If you ask me about the origin as the, well, the word itself takes us back to the meaning of sin, which somehow connects it to religion. But uh, at the end of the mm-hmm. day, um, if we think about it, psychologically speaking, it's uh, originated almost like uh, everything else in childhood. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with rules and uh, norms and ways of uh, being in the world that we learn or we are taught. Um, And obviously, the moment we step out of those principles, we step out of those norms, we feel the guilt. Um, It can also be a message from parents, a direct message from parents. It can also be a model because we see them self-blaming a lot. So obviously then that's reinforced even more. And I see a lot of patients of mine that just uh, have this constant, constant tendency towards self-blaming sometimes taking responsibilities that are not even their responsibility and mm. and they they put it on their shoulder right so i still believe that the actual origin of of guilt as a mindset takes us back to childhood and the models and the messages that we've received there wow yeah that's very interesting i want to come back to when you mentioned some people carry guilt with them that isn't supposed to be their guilt or isn't their guilt but 
Guilt is also an interesting feeling because we can feel guilty for a number of things. We can feel guilty, like you said, for something bad that we've done. And we can feel guilty for not doing enough, but we can also feel guilty for not achieving enough or achieving more than others. And as you said, when you look at guilt and some of the psychological works, guilt is usually divided into two types. And, you know, essentially they're worded differently, but there are two distinctions. One, which is the natural guilt, which is the guilt of when we generally did something hurtful or bad, like cheating or deceiving and lying to a friend. And then there's maladaptive guilt. That's the kind of guilt where you technically have not committed something bad, but you feel guilty for it. And it can either be things like that aren't in your control, like the injustices in the world, or someone being sick, someone that you love is sick, or something as simply as saying no to people, which we know naturally can create feelings of guilt afterwards, right? So where are the boundaries of where we should and shouldn't feel guilt? And how would you look at guilt in that context? Mm-hmm. Um, well, as all the other emotions, uh, there's uh, adaptive emotion. There's an adaptive part of the emotion itself, right? And so in general, if we think about guilt, it is somehow associated with some positive aspects, uh, such as mm-hmm. being responsible, uh, being able to correct your actions, mm-hmm. uh, empathy, right? So it has some positive connotation there associated. However, in psychotherapy, what we deal with and what uh, we call that enemy is the maladaptive form of guilt, which in general it comes, well, it's, uh, it's either irrealistic or is out of the responsibility of a person, out of the control of a person, or it's simply um, damaging more than helping as such. So it's one thing to, to acknowledge a mistake, and it's one thing to um, learn a lesson from our actions, but it's a different story to keep that guilt that will just block us from even making a corrective, uh, mm-hmm. uh, having a corrective behavior in the future. So we always look at the maladaptive form of the guilt in therapy. And that's what we are working on. And as uh, you very well said, people can, can take this blame uh, for, for so many different things, as you said, for saying a no, uh, and they feel guilty for uh, not uh, being able to be there for somebody they love. Uh, of course, for stepping out of their life principles. And I always, always tell my people, I don't think there's anybody on this planet that, you know, never had the experience of stepping out of those values or life principles. Just because you once stepped out doesn't mean you don't have those life principles or values, right? So it it goes back to um, somehow letting go of that constant tendency to uh, make these um, guilt trips. We call them guilt trips, right? Uh, yeah. Sometimes people, out of one small mistake, they can spend years thinking about it and not letting go, not being able to let go of, of that one action. And from that point, there's a lot that can can change in their life simply because they're carrying that guilt. Yeah, wow. Do you think one of the most important questions we can ask is what does this guilt mean? Like, why do you feel guilty for this, for example, and not that? Like an important gateway into what those feelings mean for us? Because essentially, from what you were saying, 
it seems that some of our guilt may be from things that go against our values or what we morally believe to be right. Yes, yes. I mean, at the end of the day, we can all have our um, uh, guilt triggered by different things. So mm-hmm. two different people will have different triggers exactly. for their own guilt based on what? Based on, again, their life principles, life values, messages they've received, uh, religion, society rules, all of those things that at the end of the day we learn when we are children. Actually, studies in psychology, they, they've shown, they've proven that from age uh, three uh, to five years old is when children start experiencing guilt already with that age, right? And how do they experience that guilt? Again, either because of a direct message from their parents or because of a model, because they see their parents doing it with themselves or um, simply because of reactions. So if I see um, my mom's facial expression of disappointment when I did something, I will learn <laughs> to feel guilty about a certain action. Um, but it has to do with what what life principles, rules, um, norms we establish or they've been put in our brain. Otherwise, we will not feel guilty. So um, let's say I can feel guilty for stepping on an ant, uh, but another person can not, will not feel guilty because of that. Uh, another person will feel guilty because they've, um, I don't know, accidentally hurt another person. But a different individual will not feel that guilt. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's very personal. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are general messages in the society we live in, uh, religion, one of them, where more or less all people following the same religion, they will follow the same, yeah. they will have the same triggers of guilt or mm-hmm. people that follow, um, a specific law, they will have guilt triggered by, similar things, right? Similar triggers of guilt. Um, So it's personal and somehow in the society, yes, uh, society influenced. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. I want to talk about another feeling, which I think goes hand in hand with guilt, which is shame. From your perspective, what do you think is the difference between shame and guilt? Yes, Um, this is a very interesting one. So they are very connected and we do see them together, but there is a big difference at the same time. So there's a big difference in the meaning and there's a big difference in the actual emotional experience of each. Guilt is basically I did something bad or I did something incorrect or harmful. Shame is, if we notice with the shame, the focus goes on on yourself as a consequence of the guilt. Mm. So shame, I would say, is kind of secondary. So shame sounds like I am bad, Mm. right? Guilt is I did something bad. Shame is already I am bad. Um, It's what I did that makes me feel guilty. Uh, And this thing that I did says something about myself as a person. That's where the shame comes. Mm. Shame is also mostly originated in childhood. Uh, same as the guilt, parents, teachers, um, experiences of bullying, uh, mistreatment from others in general. So um, maybe it's a question for us to to ask is, is it possible for the shame to come without the guilt? Yes, it is possible. For some people that do not feel guilty, they don't feel guilty for the way they look, but they can feel ashamed for the way they look. So 
those cases, obviously, it's a very painful, deep shame that we have to work with, but it's uh, also, right, it's it's a case of shame that we see in psychology a lot. So it has nothing to do with their behavior, with their actions. There's no guilt in there. Mm-hmm. I don't feel guilty because I have, uh, you know, um, I don't know, I have a problem with my intellectual functions, but I do feel ashamed for it, right? Or I have a disorder. I don't feel necessarily guilty for it. Mm -hmm. I did not choose to have it, but I can feel ashamed. And of course, it depends very much on what I've received as a feedback from the people uh, around me. Yeah. Wow. Again, it does take me back into societal expectations. So if you've been brought up to believe certain things that you do will be shameful, so you should feel ashamed of that, How do you work with that kind of shame? I mean, shame that people are, I mean, from my point of view may seem that there's nothing to be ashamed about, but in that person's belief system, it is definitely shameful. Is it right to try to take that shame and guilt away from that person? How would you try to explain to that person that that guilt of theirs or that shame of theirs isn't something to be ashamed for when it's so deeply ingrained in terms of a societal or a religious perspective? Mm -hmm. Um, So from you asking me probably how I work with people and uh, in Mm -hmm. in my sessions. Yeah. Um, Actually there's one uh, part of schema therapy. We, we talked about schema therapy Mm -hmm. in previous episodes where we talked about the inner child and the healthy adult. Right. So there we, I work a lot with the, healing the inner child. And actually one of the, you identify in therapy, the, the vulnerable child of each person. So one of these vulnerable children as such mm-hmm. is even called like this in schema therapy, ashamed, humiliated child. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's a, if we think about it, it's also an emotional trauma being ashamed for what yeah. you do. It's one thing to point out that, um, something is incorrect. So when we have, uh, visitors, you're supposed to say hello, and I'm trying to teach you that rule, but it's a different, uh, story to, uh, to make a child feel ashamed for, for mm-hmm. not doing so. Right. Um, that's not necessarily needed, but if my parents, they've done it to me, then I will learn to do it to myself as well. So I'll do it uh, in certain in certain situations where I made a mistake. I will tend to tell myself off so badly that I really activate this experience of the shame child. Mm-hmm. So I I work with with people to make them see that there's no need to feel guilt to go into self-blame and shaming yourself in order to learn how to correct actions. You can acknowledge a mistake. You can decide that you want to behave in a certain way, right, as a person. I want to be like this, like this, like this as a person, and this is the behavior that comes associated with the persona that I want to be, okay? And there will be a lot of situations in my life where I'm not going to be able to follow that, it's okay. I can acknowledge the mistake and I can correct it, but I don't need to shame myself yeah. for it. Yeah. Every time I make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, so we basically practice this new way of thinking, of relating to yourself, accepting basically. Yourself. Yes. Yes. And accepting the fact that you will make mistakes and 
uh, and change a little bit the belief that if I tell myself off and I feel guilty, I will do better next time. Because uh, in general, this is not a feeling that helps us do better. It's a feeling that makes us uh, feel low and puts us down, makes us feel depressed, makes us feel, I mean, horrible. Some people come to my sessions thinking that they are monsters, that they are criminals, that they are wow. horrible people. And um, yeah, so... Wow. People always tell me that I have a, I say sorry a lot. <laughs> I wonder if that has a lot to do with something I've been taught in childhood. Interesting to see if maybe there's some sort of link to what I've been taught as a child. But there is for sure. There is for sure. That uh, that tells me that your parents used to correct you a lot or they used to tell you, no, no, this is not good. This is not good. This is not okay. So a lot of um, corrections probably. And uh, yeah, somehow installing an over-responsibility, I would mm. say. Very interesting. Elena, what are some of your experiences with people who carry guilt? Is there a certain pattern for people who easily feel guilty over things that maybe aren't in their control? Because I do notice that, as you mentioned, for example, there's some types of people that take more responsibility or they feel more guilty for things that aren't their responsibility. So have you noticed any sort of patterns within people who are more prone to feeling that maladaptive guilt Yes, difficult question to answer mm -hmm. so clearly as into patterns that I've noticed. But again, and I'm sorry if this is very repetitive, mm -hmm. it goes back to childhood. So if um, parents give a lot of messages of if you do this, then this happens. So they install a kind of a mindset where the child learns that for every action they make, there will be a consequence. That's an adult that will have this over-responsibility, even in those situations where there's nothing under their control or nothing that should be under their control or should be their responsibility. And yes, I see it a lot. And I see it a lot in people that um, eventually can develop or obsessive compulsive disorder, this over-responsibility and tendency towards self-blame and guilt is very, very typical of people with uh, OCD, uh, but in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases. As I said, guilt is one of my, the core work that I do. I think I'm doing it with all the people that get to therapy. Because again, people that get to therapy, we need to remember there are people that are very sensitive and people that suffer a lot. So then there tend to be people that... Uh, um, you know, they feel guilty easily. It, it already, uh, the patients or the clients that come for, for therapy, they'll be, uh, somehow more prone towards guilt. I think what I've learned in a way, the guilt can stop us from doing the things that we enjoy in life. Because if the guilt kind of holds us back, whether, that guilt is learned from, you know, we set a societal or a religious expectation. It kind of makes us feel bad and then it can stop us from living the life that we want. What would you say to people who carry certain guilt that maybe stop them from doing everyday life enjoyment, but also big life decisions that they don't take because of that guilt that maybe they will either disappoint someone or the society won't be accepting of them and et cetera, et cetera. 
Yes, uh, actually, you have no idea what how much people they uh, stop themselves from living life uh, fully uh, simply because of the guilt they carry inside. And and um, I love to to see the surprise on my people's faces when I tell them, "Do you know that you can live life without guilt?" Mm-hmm. And it's wow! It's like seriously, I didn't know that. How how do you do that? That's the first uh, amazing reaction that I get uh, from everybody when. When I when I tell them that life without guilt is actually possible, I have patients of mine that live in constant, constant guilt. Um, so uh, you were saying that people stop themselves, of course. Uh, very simple examples. Um, um, a patient of mine just a few days ago, she lost a very, a very, very close um, family member. And um, she, I was explaining to her, okay, I said, the pain is there, we just have to push through the pain, there's nothing we can do to take the pain away. Um, but I want you to kind of look for anything that you can hold on to now to help you to give you some positive feelings or uh, some kind of a healing uh, power. And she said, but I feel guilty if I do that. If I go with my friend now when I'm supposed to grieve, I will feel so guilty. And I said, why would you feel guilty? (laughs) Imagine to that extent. Or another patient of mine telling me that uh, I don't spend a lot of time with my family. So then I will not allow myself to, to spend time with the family of a friend because I feel guilt. But in, interesting enough, um, they don't realize they do it. So first step is to make them realize the connection between their guilt and the fact that they stop themselves from certain things. Once they realize that uh, that connection and they have the help or the guidance of another person that tells them, it's okay, you can do it, you don't have to feel that guilt, they slowly, slowly internalize a new way of seeing things, a new perspective, and they'll slowly, slowly allow themselves to live without the guilt. Wow. Yeah. And and in line with that, it, the first step you said was awareness. How can we continue to learn to release guilt? Or how can we change our relationship with guilt and deal with it when when it takes over? It's uh, changing the relationship with yourself, Again, working on that relationship with yourself and learning how to forgive yourself every time you make a mistake. Um, and a lot of the times uh, patients come and in the first session I tell them, right, one thing that you take in from our first session is forgive yourself for whatever happened, for uh, where you are, for what didn't happen. Sometimes patients are um, feeling guilty because of not achieving enough or because of feeling sad. Uh, that's a very interesting one. They feel guilt because of how they feel. So, of course, there, there's I mean, guilt is a, is a huge. It can be in all aspects of our life and it can be. And, and if you are a person with the tendency to self blame and to do the guilt trips, you'll, you'll find the guilt in your life in all areas. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we have to work on changing that mindset. You can do it on your own as well. Therapy can help you as well. But uh, the idea is to learn how to forgive yourself. I made a mistake. I forgive myself as the first step. And then I learn from there and I change. Um, if you feel guilty for things you didn't do, you need to learn how not to take responsibilities that are not yours. But those are the the steps to follow. Um, the forgiveness, the self-forgiveness, self-compassion is super important. 
Other other experiences as well, by the way, the people go through different spiritual experiences mm-hmm. that, uh, but it's not my area of expertise, of mm-hmm. course. Um, therapy is, uh, is the one way where you're literally practicing a new uh, mindset of um, not feeling guilt. So I, I always tell the, the most important skill to learn in life is to be able to forgive yourself. Mm. The most important skill. So you can, you can make any mistake at the end of the day. It will not help you whatsoever to feel that guilt, to carry that guilt and to constantly tell yourself off for whatever mistake you've done. And it will just block you even more, actually. So that's, um, through therapy, they managed to literally practice a new way of living life without the guilt. And, uh, well, to give you a, a, an example that is a very, I cannot call it extreme because I see it in my sessions all the time, sexual abuse. So people that go through a sexual abuse, they'll, uh, they'll always somehow experience some guilt associated to that. They take somehow uh, partially some uh, responsibility. And a lot of people um, tend to live with this trauma and not seek help and support uh, precisely because of the shame and because of the guilt. But it's very, very interesting how uh, almost all of patients that have been through such a traumatic experience I'm saying almost, but I think I should say all of them. Um, they will have at one level, at a certain level, some type of guilt and responsibility over what happened. Even if the event happened in childhood, even if the event happened, um, you know, as a, as a shock, they will always have some type of guilt associated. And until that guilt is not worked on, is worked on, they, they, they are struggling. Um, psychologically. So the guilt in sexual abuse and, and abuses in general is very, very important to, to work on, actually. Any type of, of abuse can come with taking responsibility over that, why I stayed, why I put up with that, mm-hmm. uh, lack of assertiveness, as you mentioned before, not saying no, in um, anxiety-related uh, disorders, uh, guilt can be involved in all type of disorders. Yeah, wow. Thank you so much for bringing up sexual abuse because I think there's still a huge stigma or a taboo that surrounds talking about it and making people who have experienced it shameful to talk about it. But it is super important to be open about these extremely painful and difficult experiences people go through. Now, to go back and summarize what you said about the way to cope with guilt. So you put it into awareness, changing the relationship with yourself and learning to forgive yourself. And for those that feel guilty for something that they haven't done or that they shouldn't feel guilty for, then not taking so much responsibility on themselves. And I I guess in a way, maybe some of the first things we can do is as we mentioned, learn to say no to people, be okay with certain things and situations, accept them rather than let that guilt eat us alive. Like you mentioned, awareness and I maybe also a bit of acceptance that this is the situation, but I'm going to do maybe what's best for me and best for my health. Yeah. Giving yourself the right to 
to um, have your own decisions and your own boundaries and not to feel guilty for it. Definitely. Yeah, 100% agree. Just want to end on the note that I guess living life where we aren't afraid of judgment from others, which also has a lot to do with our self-esteem, can help us in freeing us from that unneeded shame and guilt, as you were talking about, because people will judge us anyway, right? So we might as well live a life that makes us happy. Alina, this has been amazing as always. Thank you so much for your time once again. And I hope everyone listening enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Pleasure being here. In the next episode, we will be talking about anxiety and how to manage it. Catch you guys next week.